This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you could have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. Please welcome Drew Barrymore. And yes, I do stare at each and every one of you. Because I like to pick up on your hair and your accessories and your expressions. And it's just wonderful to be here with you today. Honestly, thank you so much for coming out today. Thank you. Love um, all right, everybody, we have a fantastic show. We're going to roll our sleeves up and get crafty with Sophia Bush, who is on. Uh, the new CBS show, Good Sam, and good news, it's also time for Drew's So let's hit the headlines. Well, welcome everybody. It is time for Drew's News, your daily news corn on the cob, covered <laughs> in that good news butter. And with me at the desk, my trusty co-pilot, Rossi Ross Matthews. Nom, 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 nom. Hi, everybody, hi. Stick around to the end of the show because today, guess what day it is, Rossi? My favorite day. Pop quiz! Yes! That's right. I, I do love pop quiz. One lucky audience member is going to be in the hot seat. We'll ask you three questions about today's show, and if you get it right, you get $1,000. All right? So pay attention. I love pop quiz. And we don't what the questions are gonna be. So you have to pay attention to everything. I always play along. Uh, me too, and I'm always proud of myself when I know the answer, <laughs> even though I was very young. <laughs> All right, well, first up, this story really speaks to me, and I'm excited to tell you about it. So the Oscars are a month away, and this year, the 94-year-old show is trying something new. Variety reports that fans can now vote for their favorite movie of 2021. That's right, you can vote on Twitter or the Oscars website until March 3rd, and you can pick any movie that you think was the year's best. Results will be announced live on the stage on the Oscars. I, I don't even know where to unpack this bag, but why this hasn't happened sooner? I love this. You see millions of people writing in, 
you know, for the American idols of the world, fan participation mm -hmm. is a wonderful thing. I am so excited about this. Me too. Listen, I love the Oscars. It is my New Year's, my Christmas, everything. I love the Oscars, but there are some years when like what's voted on is the best doesn't really reflect what audiences are gonna go see. So I'm on board. I mean, girl, can I get a time machine, go back to 1989 and vote for Steel Magnolias over and over and over again? Because that. Drink your juice, Shelby. Don't talk about me like I'm not here. Juice is better. <laughs> oh, yes. I, um, I agree. I also think in this new modern era, don't be archaic and so snooty falooty. Let's get the fans in there. Absolutely. And it's a way to honor, like for example, this year, Spider-Man. You know, there was a lot of, did you guys see, I mean, everybody in the planet saw Spider-Man. There was a lot of buzz. It could be nominated for Best Picture because it brought so many audiences out to the, the theater again. It missed it, but here's a chance. And I think that's probably the leader, don't you think? For, for this fan voted award? I feel like it might get my vote for sure. Oh, are you, that's a good question. Is Drew Barrymore gonna like go to Twitter and vote? I absolutely am. I love the Oscars, but I always felt like some connection to fans and moviegoers was missing. And this might be the piece I've been waiting for. Yeah, I think they finally figured it out. 94 years, hi, great job. Thanks, Oscars, figured it out. So the results will be announced live on the stage at the Oscars on March 27th. And I gotta tell you, I will always watch every Oscars, mm -hmm. but this year I will be really excited for this. I know, and I guess I now am an Academy member because I'm voting. So yeah, thank you. exactly, we uh, all are. Yeah. When they say thank you, we'd like to thank the Academy. You're welcome. All right, next, uh, for you, Drew, you know, showbiz is a family affair, and that's true for the Apatows, too. You know, director Judd Apatow, uh, he put his daughters Maude and Iris in his movies for years, and now Maude's all grown up, and she's starring in Euphoria, which is, like, the most buzzed-about show. All the rage. Well, here's some more news. People reports that the Apatows are, you know, they like to kid around with each other, and when Maude recently posted about the latest episode of Euphoria, Here's what Judd replied. Her dad said, I'll watch it right after I finish Yellowstone. <laughs> Which I know is your favorite show. I love it so much. Well, I have news to tell you. So I'm, you know, it takes me a minute to decide whether I'm gonna binge a show because it's very serious, right? And I've been telling you, please binge Yellowstone. Well, I want you to know that I today pushed download on season one. And so I will be starting it on the train today. Yellowstone, you may have just converted me in that way. Well, <laughs> buckle up, Matthews. Buckle up, okay. And then we can talk about like who's more exciting and appealing because they all vie for first place. It's so fun. And um, one thing that uh, came up in these stories today that I really thought was interesting and I'd love to get your take on everybody is we're gonna talk about spoilers. Oh. Um, now, I just assumed everyone hates a spoiler. Uh, it turns out some people love them. The Washington Post reports that some people wanna know how a TV show ends before they watch it, or they like to read that last page of the book before they buy it, very when Harry met Sally. Mm -hmm. They say spoilers help them determine if they wanna invest the time in a TV show, movie, book, and for some, knowing the outcome helps them enjoy the ride even more. Ross, thoughts? Well, you know, I don't like to judge anybody. But <laughs> something is seriously wrong with you. <laughs> I, don't, I don't like you. I don't know you. I don't want to know you. What? Why? Why would you want to know how it ends? Why would you want to know that Carrie ended up with Big? Sorry if you didn't know. Why would you... <laughs> Why would you want to know that and not go on the journey of the character? You need help. I'm sorry, but you do. Okay, show of hands, who likes spoilers in the audience? 
Well, now listen, I, I'm, I, you look so normal to me sitting there. I, I, I see a woman right here in the front row. Um, what is your name? And why did you raise your hand? Uh, my name is Karina, and when I go to the bookstore and pick up a book, I always go to the ending. If I don't like the ending, I don't buy the book. Now listen, you seem normal to me, right? <laughs> you do. But don't you, uh, don't you want to go on the journey, dear? Don't you want to you know, find out and see what happens? Yeah, but part, the spoiler, the ending of the book tells me whether or not the journey is going to be worth reading the, the rest of the book. You know, um, <laughs> <laughs> I feel and then, like, like TV series. Like, if I find out a series is being canceled that I'm watching, I'm just like, I just drop it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry to disappoint. Well, you'll be happy to know Yellowstone just got picked up for I know, season, season five. five. I've been binging all weekend. All weekend. Thank you for participating. Thank you. I still don't get you, but thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I love that we can learn from each other. All right, next up, uh, do you want to know what the end of the story is before I get to it? All right, next up. We're now I kind of want to try it. <laughs> okay, scroll to the last line. I'll give you the last line. Yeah, do it. Like. do it. Do it. Dan, will you ready? go to the end? Here are the last line. Instead, why not give the bride a hand? <laughs> We're talking about the wedding term that some experts say we have to retire. Anyone ever heard of the term bridezilla? Uh-huh. Well, Insider reports that term was coined way back in the 90s, and it's been thrown about so much, but it is actually unfair because they say planning a wedding really is stressful and is emotional, and we don't need to demonize women who are just trying to pull together a big day under a ton of pressure. Instead, they say, why not give that bride a hand? <laughs> Why not give the bride a hand? I'll tell you, I'm in the middle of planning a wedding right now, and I am not Groomzilla, okay? I was maybe in a, a moment or two in the, not even the neighborhood of Groomzilla, but the area code, okay? Like a moment of stress. And um, just yesterday, they did a FaceTime, like at the venue of what it's gonna be, and something in my head clicked and it was all gone. You know, all the stress was gone. Really? Yeah, and I think there should be that moment. I hope there's that moment for every bride, every groom out there, every person who's having a wedding, where you do get to let go of that because it is so stressful. And to demonize people who are just trying to have a moment is wrong. I, this one made me feel bad about the term. I was like, yeah, you're right. Like, if you're really going through it and you got a ton of pressure and all that stuff, the last thing you need is someone giving you a, a rude nickname that's gonna make you feel worse about yourself. Yeah, how about we just don't judge people who are just trying to express love? How about that? Right? We could do that. I like how everybody likes to do it and they should be supported and not be called some ratty little name for it. We'll be right back. Yeah, do it your way. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.
see what's next. Well, they got another dream job listing. Listen to this. Mental Floss reports a company called Petable will pay you $1,000 to watch a bunch of dog movies. Uh, anyone in? Hello? Sign me up. Yeah, exactly. Right? And here's how it breaks down. You get $100 an hour to watch six movies, and they are Marley and Me, A Dog's, uh, I know, A Dog's Journey, be, uh -huh, Because of Winn-Dixie, Eight Below, Lady and the Tramp, and The Call of the Wild. And they'll cover all the rental costs, but you're responsible for your own tissues. <laughs> because some of those movies are rough. <laughs> but, <laughs> Stupid, but I will say they missed. Uh, what, can I just throw out Beverly Hills Chihuahua, please? I love that movie so much, and I know, I know. I'm so steaming mad they didn't call me for the sequel. <laughs> I tried. I worked really hard on Chloe. Beverly Hills Chihuahua. Talk about an Oscar movie. That should have been. Oh, I'm well. calling voting for that. Ugh. I loved it. And in all the things you've done in your career, being a voice in Beverly Hills Chihuahua is one of my. I'm most jealous of that. I think. Well, because you have chihuahuas, that's why. Yes, and I have studied them, Drew. I know how to be a chihuahua. Well, then, you know what, what? Rex Reed? I'd <laughs> love to know how you thought I did, actually. I, I thought... In all earnestness, maybe there's a reason I didn't get called back for the second movie. <laughs> Listen, I thought you were great, and I'm not just throwing you a bone. <laughs> <laughs> what would your favorite dog movie be, Rossi? Of all time, um, besides that? Probably Lady and the Tramp. I think that's why I love spaghetti so much, yeah. just because of that movie. Yeah. You and Welly nose to nose on the pasta strands. Oh, man. Except ours would be like a zucchini noodle, because I'm trying to keep it together for the wedding. It would totally be a zoodle, <laughs> Oh, total zoodle. I would have to pick Marley and Me. Oh. That movie is one of my favorite movies ever made. Oh. So sweet. You know, you throw a dog in anything, and people are going to like it. Yeah. I mean, I bark. I do, I full commit. I get. I go all the way! And they didn't call me back for the sequel! This is an injustice. Who's ever at this studio right now is like, that little. Um, <laughs> um, okay, and our last story moving on. Mm -hmm. Apparently, I haven't moved on. No. <laughs> There's a dilemma that recently came into the advice column at USA Today. Someone wrote in to say three of their friends in their group are notoriously tardy or late for every hangout, party, and occasion. So for a recent night out, the punctual friends told the late friends that the event started at 9 p.m., where the real start time was 10. This time, the friends actually weirdly made it a concerted effort to show up early. They got there at 8.30, waited an hour and a half, and were cranky and furious about it the rest of the night. And now these friends are no longer talking. And the letter writer wants to know who was in the wrong. Who here is notoriously late? Raise your hands, do it. Recognize it in yourself. It's a flaw and a selfish one. And horrible, I see you leaning into your friend and whispering in her, raise it, don't just admit it right now <laughs> that you're a, you're a bad, naughty person. We are in the wrong. The late people are in the wrong. That's all I have to say. So you are one of those people who... I tr yes, I oh try not to be. God. I try not to be. I, 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 I'm working on it. Yeah. I'm getting better. I've improved immensely. Mm -hmm. Um, I really have. There is room for hope. 
Uh, and I can tell you that it is terrible time management. I put on an Instagram thing that's like um, Michael uh, from the office, uh, and it says I'm running at 9.10, hoping to make it to the office by 9 a.m. Uh-huh. And it's... Mm -hmm. And so I'm working on it. And people who are late are in the wrong, but I am working on it and I'm sickened yeah. with myself. You know, you know, there's, um, there's a quote I like from the uh, famous poet Kim Zolciak who said, don't be tardy for the party, okay? <laughs> Remind yourself of that next time. I know, it's gotten better. We, there's, I'm telling you, all of us who raised our hands, we can fix this. I believe that you can. I have improved. No, that was my audition for the next um, Beverly Hills How did I, did you, was it believable? Put some panting and a rough in there. <laughs> say, say we're going to break in a dog voice. Uh, we'll be right back. <laughs> <laughs> This episode is brought in part to you by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like James Patterson's first audio-only thriller, The Coldest Case. Experience stories like never before where every chilling detail is brought to life by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now, new members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. who stars in the hit television shows such as One Tree Hill, Chicago PD, and now she is starring in the gripping medical drama, Good Sam. We have a clip of the latest episode. Take a look. I'm done fighting you for the chief job. The job is yours. Uh, the vote's not for 42 days. They don't need to vote. What are you, you quitting? Yeah, I'm out. Why? when you put so much into it. Too much, and that's the problem. I'm, I just want to focus on my patients, and I want to get you through your proctorship. Please welcome Sophia Bush! Thank you for having me. How are you? Hi. The yellow masks are so cute. Situation cheerful, yeah. crying too. You've made it happy. We're trying. I really love it. All right. I am really obsessed with the themes of your show, Good Sam, which is a relentless force that you are dealing with all the time. Yeah. And I feel like that's a very universal thing. Like everybody has. In your case, it's your dad mm -hmm. in the show. And everybody has this figure, person, company, whatever mm -hmm. it is, breathing down their neck 
yeah. forcing them to be better or challenging them. And that's such a big part of the show, but it's about so many things. Tell us about it. What I loved about the show is that there, there are these two relentless forces and they, they kind of meet on either end of the seesaw. Sam is a relentless optimist who believes that people are good and that people are worth saving and that people are worth fighting for. And her dad is a relentless pain in the butt. But he is part of that older force that I think so many of us, so many women, so many people who aren't in sort of the most privileged class are used to clashing with. And is this man gonna make room for his daughter? Is she gonna be allowed to use her gifts? Is she gonna be allowed to step into a leadership position and take up the space that she deserves? Or is she constantly gonna have to fight because she's younger, because she's a woman, because you know she gets judged when she walks in a room in a way that he doesn't? And you practice, like you, did you get to see a human heart? Yeah. Like a real one? <sighs> So I spent all my time prepping shadowing surgeons in Los Angeles. And I was wow. able to scrub into these open heart surgeries and be in the OR for, you know, six, seven, eight hours. Turns out I'm completely not queasy, win for me. A dream, I, and I'm in there like, how, are, how do you make the decision to harvest that vein and how do you not go to the leg? Because if I look under the rib cage here, what I see is, and the doctors were just like, why do you know this? And, and in one of them, I'm standing over this man who's had a quadruple bypass and the perfusionist fills his heart back up with blood. I'm still gonna cry, I'm sorry. And his heart starts beating and I'm standing there looking at it and I'm like, if people could see this, I swear to you, we'd never fight another war ever again. And every time I think about him, I just cry. It changed my life. Switching gears a little bit, your podcast, mm -hmm. and we're actually gonna talk about it right now. It's called A Work in Progress, and we call it The Download. Aww. This is, this is so fun. So tell me about this podcast, because you've had amazing people on. You know, when, you've, when you're in the public eye for so long, it's weird, everything you've ever said exists somewhere. And for whatever reason, in a, in a chunk of advice I was asked to give to my younger self and to younger women, one sentence has been reshared and Pinterested and blogged more than anything I've ever said. You are allowed to be both a masterpiece and a work in progress I did read that. I did read you said that. And it feels nice, right? And it, it felt like an important reminder to offer, but it was also an, a reminder to me. Yes, set goals, but enjoy where you are. And it was after the Women's March, I texted Gloria Steinem to ask her a question and I said something about it to a friend of mine. And who went, she did your podcast. Yes, she was my first guest. And my friend was like, does, does the you who was like organizing protest walkouts in eighth grade and studying political science in college, are you dying that you can text Gloria Steinem? And I was like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then I thought, that's a privilege of my life and career. So what if I could open conversations I have with her, conversations I have with other incredibly inspiring leaders and offer them to people. Okay, but there is another person um, who is of note, um, Rihanna. <gasps> she has not come on the podcast. But is it true 
oh that you sat next to her at an event. <laughs> and what happened? Please tell me the story because I might have something for you and then we might be able to do something together oh my to God. heal the moment. I'm, I'm so red. Okay, years ago when I was doing One Tree Hill, my character was becoming a fashion designer. So I was like coming to Fashion Week here and meeting with all these people and learning about how they do what they do for research. And I went to this dinner and Rihanna comes to this dinner and we sit next to each other. And she's like, your show's cool. We're chatting, I'm dying. She gives me her phone number, which I input in my Blackberry at the time. <laughs> and I never texted her. And then that photo you showed, I saw her at an event years later and she was like, how have you been? I never heard from you. And I was like, oh my God, I ghosted Rihanna. <laughs> like, what is wrong with me? But I just, I'm like, what do I, what am I gonna text her? Like, hey girl, what? I don't know how to talk to her. Okay, so I got to spend time with Oprah Winfrey in Montecito. No. Oh, no. And she was like, I live around the corner. Come over, let's make soup. No. And I, I too was way too intimidated to be like, hey. <laughs> like, should we follow through on that like plan? So what if we ask Rihanna and Oprah oh for a redo? I would love it. I would like, absolutely love it. Social scaredy cat redo. We'll just show up and be like, hey ladies, the awkward girls are here. I totally. Hi. What's wrong with us? And like Rihanna's having a baby and I'm so happy for her. And I'm like, I can't even tell her congratulations because I never texted her. Baby clothes. That's the end. And I'll we get Oprah some clothes. soup and send it to her. Okay, great. And we'll write this song. We're gonna come out of our shows. Incredible opportunities okay. of a lifetime that both you and I were too nervous to follow through on out of oh. respect. Too just much too, respect. Yeah, I just blank. I'm like, how do I open this text message? And then I just don't. Well, one thing you do know is design. I love your design. I'm obsessed with design. Me too. I was actually in the offices at El Decor when they were picking out the cover, which was your house. No! It's so impressive. It's so beautiful. Um, oh. And, um, you know, hi to low, you have this fabulous house, and then also um, you have been crafting mushrooms on Instagram. Yeah. Um, which I also love, and I was wondering if you would do a crafting segment with us. I would literally love nothing more. I got so obsessed with making a couple of these cute little red and white Christmas ornaments that I like blacked out, and before I knew it, I'd made 67 of them. So I had to get, a, I had to get that tiny tree just to put the rest on. I was like, what do I do here? And funnily enough, Instagram, just pulled down my Christmas highlight that was saved on my page because they said I was promoting the sale of illegal goods. And I was like, these are paper mache, they're not psychedelic. Uh <laughs> All right, when we come back, Sophie and I are gonna do some crafts of our own and our dear friends, Sarah T and Leo Kelly will be joining us, we'll be right back. Graduation is a sweet occasion, but finding the perfect gift can be a bitter struggle. MMS.com has a solution. Personalized M&Ms. Just imagine the look on your grad's face when they receive a custom candy creation featuring their school's colors, name, and even their photo printed right on some M&Ms. 
It's a thoughtful way to celebrate their accomplishments and make the occasion even more special. Visit MMS.com to create your own personalized gifts and party favors for graduations, weddings, birthdays, and more. That's MMS.com. Use code WONDERY to receive 15% off your next order. I'm here with fellow craft lover Sophia Bush. And we are going to learn some DIY crafts from friend of the show and upcycling expert Sarah Tennisky. Sorry, I screwed that up. Sarah Tennisky, what the No, Drew, just say Sarah T. Welcome back. I'm here with fellow craft lover Sophia Bush, and we're going to learn some DIY crafts from friend of the show and upcycling expert Sarah T. That's right. easier than some tasks <laughs> and with your kids we want to revamp your rooms and only if we can I'm not kidding I can't I don't know what's wrong with me and if only we had someone who could really do this and help me and bring a child's perspective hey, please help you. Leo help me I do say so. It's my dear, dear, dear friend, Leo Kelly. I love you so much, Leo. <laughs> and Sarah, we've done the show together before. Yes, ma'am. What are we making today? Well, we're going to reuse some things to make some cool stuff for our room, right, Leo? I like reusing. I like reusing, too. Super important. Okay, so one thing I've noticed being a mom or maybe not being a mom, is book jackets on your kids' books, right? They come off, they get ripped, but I like to keep the book jacket. We don't want to throw it away. So all you need for this is a container from around your house. It could be like protein canister, something from the kitchen. You take the lid, you take all the labels off, clean it up, you take the lid, cut a hole, exacto knife, but you be careful with those kid fingers. And then everyone in front of you guys have a book jacket. You want to open up your book jacket and take a little bit of double-sided tape, and we're going to start on our end that has uh, not your main picture on it. And we're gonna just put that little bit of double-sided tape on the inside okay. piece. Then what you're gonna do is you're gonna start with that piece and we're gonna wrap it around our container. And then you just grab another little piece of double-sided tape, you guys, it's super easy. And you just put that right on your last piece. Just like that, you got it, Leo. Good job, Drew, you got it. And there you go, you got a little themed piggy bank. Or you can put tissues in it, right? I like it. You got it, that's perfect. Okay, so up next we're gonna do some tassels. So I love a good tassel wall. Um, I like to string them on a string and hang them on the wall. I think it adds a really fun pop of color. I like in front of our table right here, we have beautiful tassels yes. hanging. And these are made out of t-shirts, y'all. All you have to do is thrift some tees or your old tees, you wanna cut strips. So this one that we're gonna be doing is about seven feet long. And so you wanna take your, your long strip, you kinda stretch it out, take your book and take your long, uh, stretched out stringy piece of t-shirt and we're gonna start with that the bottom of the string right at the bottom of the book and then you're just gonna wrap it around guys that's oh, it okay. just wrap you got it Leo there you go that's all you do you come around and you wrap now remember the, the bigger the book the longer the tassel the thicker the more times you wrap it the thicker the tassel is gonna be so it's really and you could customize these right Leo didn't you say your brother's in a Batman you could make yes. a black and yellow one so once you come around, then what you're gonna do is you're gonna take this little string, you've got one little extra string, mm -hmm. you're gonna come up over the top of the book like this, 
and you're just gonna tie that off. That's gonna hold all of your pieces in place. You got it. Okay, so then once you get it tied like that, check it out. Yeah. Right? That's you got it? I'm, I'm in the process. Yeah, just okay. tie it in a knot, just like that. How did you come up with the idea to make those beautiful mushroom ornaments? Those oh my are gosh. so pretty. So someone on TikTok did it. My friend Britt saw it. Thank you. She made some. I was obsessed. And then we started making them over the holiday. And I kid you not, I lost like four nights of my life. I was just at the kitchen table. Making mushrooms. Like and my yet, fiance was like, Are you okay? I was like, Yeah, I'm great. This is amazing. I love everything that's happening here. And yet, like, Instagram is shutting you down, and I want to purchase one. So, no lost time, in my opinion. I okay, Sarah. I made it. I love a good ornament. Yeah, then you make a knot, and then you slide it off, y'all. Just okay. slide it off. And that's it. Then you end up getting something that looks like this. So, we all in, in front of all of us, we already have one that's pre wrapped. Okay, so mm -hmm. pick up your other one. So, what you do is you get another piece of t shirt and you wrap it around to make an accent color. And then, y'all, you take your scissors. We've got some extra scissors here. And you want to cut take, the bottom? Yep, you want to cut the bottom. And just trim it up, trim it up however you want. Okay. They kind of remind me of Fry Guys. Do you know what Fry Guys are? No, Remember I those guys not. from McDonald's? No, the little Fry oh, Guys? Oh, the Fry Guys, the, the old mascot thing? Yeah, that's what they remind me of, Fry Guys. Okay, be careful with scissors. I know. What right? happened to mine? No, Drew, that's good. <laughs> well, this is the one I well, made. Well, you got the preset. <laughs> no, you pick up the big one. Oh, there we go. Yeah. <laughs> all right, Sarah, this is, this is my point, though. It's Well, in all fairness, you didn't wrap. We didn't give you a long enough piece to make that one for well, sake of TV. This so. is why I appreciate you and what you do, because this is what I would have done, and this is what you do. No, and I think it's so yours, yours is very great. attractive, and I really do love this garland. Mm -hmm. That would make an amazing decoration in a room. Absolutely, mm -hmm. it sure would. And you know what else you can do with these? What? You could put them on tents. How? I also like, figured out. Right, you could tie these on your tent. Yeah. Like a, like a tent ornament. Yeah. Well, also, like if you go oh, you like on designer cheap. websites, that's they're cute. there, and then that's they charge cute. you yeah. an arm and a leg like for them. it. Exactly. I guess that's the whole DIY. Oh, yeah. People selling mushroom ornaments on Etsy are charging a real a arm lot. and leg, let me tell I you I love what. it. Thank you guys so much. Okay, Sarah, thank you so much yeah, for coming. And would you also like demonstrate on digital exactly how to do yes, the tent for us? Okay, for sure. perfect. And yeah, Leo, nice I love you. Thank you also thank you. for saving me. You're welcome. Thank oh. you so much. Ladies and gentlemen, Sarah T and Leo Kelly, thank you so much always. Of and course. Sophia Bush. Good Sam, the most beautiful, meaningful show that is rocking it on CBS right now. It was so fun to have a meaningful conversation with you. Likewise. That was fun, and we have a mission. Maybe we could follow up with these fabulous women yes. that we missed a golden opportunity because we were too respectful. Yeah, I like that plan. We can do it together. Available to stream live on demand and Paramount Plus. We'll be right back. Thank you. Here's a quick tip from someone we love. Hi, Drew. I'm Eugene. You might know me as the Huge Food. I'm going to show you the best way to reheat pizza. You get a pan, nonstick, doesn't matter. You're gonna put your pizza into the pan cold. We want this to come up to heat slowly. 
Cover it with a lid. Tin foil works too. Let's be serious. Are you just really gonna have one slice? <laughs> You're gonna get a tray. Parchment paper, pizza slices down like this. Cover it with tin foil. Your oven rack to the lowest rack. Oven to 275. Oh, one of the oven slices. Oh, listen. <laughs> oh, that's so good. I live for tips. At Amica Insurance, we know it's more than just a car or a house. It's the four wheels that get you where you're going and the four walls that welcome you home. When you combine auto and home insurance with Amica, we'll help protect it all. And the more you cover, the more you can save. Amica, empathy is our best policy. is a New York Times best-selling author, host of two podcasts, and a businesswoman, and one of the most sought-after financial experts in the country. So her new book, Miss Independent, a simple 12-step plan to start investing and grow your own wealth, is a one-stop shop guide to everything that you need to know about managing your money. Please welcome Nicole Lappin. Thank you. Thank you for doing this. You stress the importance of financial independence for women. And why is that personal for you? So I didn't come from money, as you know. I grew up in an immigrant family. I started as a poetry major, Drew. So if I could do this, literally anyone can do this. And so I realized that it's actually not that complicated and it became my mission to take the jargon out of this because I think that's what makes it so scary and so taboo. You have to realize that money is a language just like anything else. If you go to Japan and you don't speak Japanese, you'd be really confused. But then if you speak the language, you can understand it and join the conversation. The same thing with money. If you go to Wall Street and you don't speak the language of money, you'll be really confused. But here's the thing, you can't budget your way into wealth, you can't even save your way to wealth. Those are great things. Your base salary is not even going to grow you long-term wealth. The only thing that will is investing and utilizing that amazing force of compound interest that has so often been used against us in the financial system with credit cards and mortgages where it snowballs out of control. Well, you can take that control back and use it in your favor. Well, what is the first step? Start now. You don't need a lot of money to make a lot of money. If you tell yourself that, those are just stories you're telling yourself. You need the most time possible. Einstein calls this the eighth wonder of the world, where compound interest, your money literally makes money for you, not doing anything. You don't need to look at stock charts all day. You just have to set it and forget it. And honestly, today is as good a day as any. You're never as young as you are today. Actually, that's an important point, is age. Age matters. It absolutely matters. I'm glad I didn't invest earlier, said no one ever. <laughs> All right, well, we actually had some audience questions. Our first question comes from Diamond, by the way, best name ever. <laughs> Hi, Drew and Nicole. I'm a mom of two little ones, ages three and 10 months. How do I get them to become financially literate grownups? Okay, that's a little young. <laughs> um, however, when you hear a question like that, what goes through your mind and what's your advice? 
The reality is our kids are not learning this stuff in school. If I were in charge of the world, it would be different. So it's incumbent on us as parents to help our kids become financially literate. And you can implement little concepts, like if your kids wanna borrow money for you for a bit, from you for a big purchase, you can charge them interest if they pay late. You can have an allowance go on a sliding scale or have them negotiate for an allowance or even ask them how much a car costs. This is a fascinating conversation with a kid, by the way, to give them a concept of how much things cost. But here's the reality, Diamond, wherever you are, it doesn't matter if you are not financially in control. Your kiddos are watching you. A lot of our financial habits and mores happen from our parents, whether they spent frivolously, they were out of control, they hoarded, they coupon clipped, they got into debt. So your kids are watching you. You have to put your oxygen mask on first, even before helping your kiddos, because they're copying every financial move you make. Our next question comes from Brittany in our audience. Uh, Brittany? So my question is, as someone who's in the last year of their 20s, what should I be doing to be financially successful in my 30s? You have the luxury of time. You don't need a lot of money to start if you have that much time. So for easy math, let's say you put 100 bucks into an index fund that tracks the market. If you started at 25, by the time you're 65, you'd have a million bucks. Oh, wow. If you start at 35, and that's only $12,000 of a difference, right? 100 bucks a month times 12 months a year times 10, mm -hmm. you would have $300,000 when you're wow. 65. That's a $700,000 difference just based on compound interest. So start today. I definitely will, thank you. Okay, the, I've never heard anything like that. So you take $100 a month if you have yeah. the privilege of that yes. kind of money and you invest it in an S&P 500, for most of your life, by the end, there will be something there for you. Yes. And with each year and each decade, that will decrease. Over time, we wanna beat inflation, right? We've been hearing all these headlines about inflation, which is about 3%. So you at least need to inflation-proof your money. What are you getting in a bank account right now? Or a checking account? That's what a lot of women put their money less than a percent. If inflation's at 3%, you're losing 2% of your purchasing power. So inflation is just stuff costing more tomorrow than it did yesterday. So when little Drew was going to a movie, how much did it cost? $2.50. <laughs> how much does it cost today? It's about $17 a person at this point. And then that doesn't even count for the candy counter. Right, and if you transport little Drew with her $2.50, She's not getting into a movie. And that's why you have to make your money work for you. You work so hard for your money, it's time it returned the favor. So over time, the market or the S&P 500, which tracks the market, gets you about 7% inflation adjusted. Your book is just so incredible because numbers can be overwhelming. Finances can be so stressful, but you talk about the human experience as well as give such sound financial advice. So you're who I wanna be following and nothing makes me happier than seeing people succeed. So guess what? Everyone in the audience is going home with a copy of Nicole's book. Thank you, Nicole. Miss Independent, a simple 12-step plan to start investing and grow your own wealth is available right now. Now we all have it, and you can too. Go buy it. We'll be right back.
Where is audience member Latavia Young? Hi, hi. By the way, I was staring at you earlier. What is this outfit with these green boots? And hello to you. <laughs> Um, all right, Latavia, if you answer all three questions correctly um, with today's show, you're gonna win $1,000. Oh my God. Okay. Are you ready? I am ready. Okay. okay, all right. All right, the first question is, Judd Apatow joked that he'd watch his daughter Maude Apatow's show, Euphoria, after he's done watching this other show that he is currently watching. Oh God. <laughs> okay, okay, come on. You said it like 50 times. Oh my gosh. Yellowstone! Yes! Yellowstone! <laughs> oh my god. All right, here's your second question. Insider says we should retire what wedding term? Oh my god, Bridezilla. Yeah! I know that one. Yes! I knew that one. Yes! All right, that means you have two questions right. You just need the final question for $1,000. All right? Okay. okay, Drew. Okay, final question. Name a craft uh, Drew, Sophia Bush, and a friend of the show, Leo Kelly, and Sarah T made together. You guys made piggy banks. Yeah! Coming out of your homes, choosing to spend your time with us, it means so much to us because we make this show for you. So take it with you and thank you. This is Sarah. And this is Beth. And we are Pantsuit Politics. A podcast where we take a different approach to the news. We talk about news, we talk about politics, but we also talk about parenting and travel and pop culture and how all of that affects how we understand the world. We're really different people. Sometimes you'll hear us agree and sometimes not. We think that's where the fun is. We laugh and learn together and with all of you twice a week, every week. Pantsuit Politics is about engaging with each other and the news without the anxiety and the frustration. We hope you'll join our conversation every Tuesday and Friday because politics doesn't have to be exhausting. Our listeners tell us it's like time spent with your good friends who did their homework.